Welcome to the Bridging the Generation podcast. I am Malak Arif, and today I have another special guest. Now, before we even get started, I'm going to need you guys to smash that like button. Subscribe if you haven't already. And, um, you know, please comment down below. Let's get this engagement up. You know, it's very important as far as this uh, YouTube algorithm. And I'm going to give you guys a chance to do that right now. All right, let's go. Let's get into it. Now, coming to the BTG podcast, I have none other than the DC ambassador himself. Uh, this brother, you may have seen him on CNN. Uh, you may have uh, seen him on BT, read about him on, in, in the Washington Post and other uh, you know, news uh, outlets. Um, he's also written a New York Times bestseller, Slug, The, the Life of a Boy, and uh, growing up under mass incarceration. And this brother has been doing a lot of work in the community uh, for over 21 years. So with all that said, it is an honor to introduce to the BTG podcast, the one, the only, Mr. Tony Lewis Jr. Let's go. podcast i'm your host malaka reef and today uh we have a very special guest i'm talking about dc ambassador you may have seen this brother on bt uh you may have seen this brother read this read about this brother in the washington post cnn he has been making his rounds the past uh uh four or five damn near decade man you know in a uh, not just in the area uh but in the united states and abroad so with all that said it's an honor to have the one the only Mr. Tony Lewis Jr. What's going on, brother? What's up, bro? How are you? <laughs> man, I'm, I'm glad to have you. First of all, man, I when I first started this platform, I said, man, how can I in incorporate, you know, uh, brothers that's as impact that I feel that's as impactful uh, as you have been in the community, you know, because this platform basically is called is called Bridging the Generation and it primarily focus on uh, the arts. Right. But I feel you're like a cultural icon and, and, and not just in the community, but you have also been very influential um, nationwide. So, you know, this is an honor for me, brother, to have you here on the platform, man. I, I got to say that Thank one more you, time, man. brother. No, I appreciate that, man. Thanks for having me. Nah, it's, it's nothing. Well, I'm not going to hold. We about to go right. We, I hope you got a little time. I know you're yeah. a busy man. I'm not going to hold you. I'm not trying no, to keep you here all man. night. <laughs> No, we're here, though. That's why we're here. So, I, 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 so look, so look, so here we go. You know, um, let's start off for those who are not familiar with you. You know, let's start from the beginning. Like, you know, you're originally from uh, you, you're originally from right here in uh, Washington, D.C., Northwest, uh, Hanover Place. Uh, talk about that, you know, growing up in 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 uh, in the D.C. area during the uh, you know, like most people say the crack epidemic. You know, what was that like? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm 41, so I'm a little. I came into um, into being a little before, I guess, 
what people would consider the crack epidemic. Um, you know, I was born in 1980, but I'm on Hanover. Hanover was like, um, you know, at that time, right, the first opening drug market in Washington, particularly around cocaine. Right. Um, you know, and you know, if my my my, my father, uh, my uncles, their friends, you know, um, were were you know players in 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 that. And right. um, but obviously, 1986 is about when we're. If we look at typically crack epidemic is from 86 to 96. So okay. from six to 16, right? So growing up um, in this community, you know, in this city in a time where we were the murder capital, crack capital, um, you know, and, and really the difficulties in navigating that. When I was around nine years old, my father went to prison uh, for his role in, in a drug conspiracy, subsequently received the sentence of life without the possibility of parole. And that was 32 years ago. Um, you know, that, that event was, um, you know, incredibly traumatic, you know, changed, mm. changed my life forever, you know, and, 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 um, you know, uh, it's really tough, you know, growing up in that time though, um, where, you know, m my peers died and went to prison, um, mm. um, you know, addiction, violence, drugs, all of those things that, right. um, people hear about or read about, you know, I grew up in. And, and by the grace of God, I was able to, you know, navigate my way through, man. Um, you know, really that that really framed sort of my activism, um, my 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 service, uh, because ultimately, you know, my work has really been about uh, helping my people, you know, right. um, and not just so obviously, sort of people that were in my immediate orbit, but then, okay. you know, as I was able to impact them. You know, my 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 work and my impact sort of just grew more broadly, and, no and, and sort of like trying to you know, in a summary, that's sort of like how you know I became the man that I am today. Okay, let's go back. So let, let's let's stay here for a second because uh, you know you touched on a lot of different things, and and, and I, I really want to go. I want to I want to go into detail on a couple of things. Not not okay. you know not not ain't no ain't nowhere we can't go. So yeah yeah. So let's let's start right here. Like you know we we um. Again, you're the son of uh, uh, Tony Lewis Senior. So, you know, when did you realize like your life is a it's a little bit different than a lot of your peers? Like, when did you realize like you know like some of the dealings of your father? The reason why I I, I asked that question like when did you realize like my father he doing something a little bit you know it's it's a little different than what a lot of other um, my peers parents do you know? Yeah, you know? that I mean that's a good question. I mean. But like coming from around here, um, yeah, men. That's what I didn't know. Men that did other things, right? Right. So, so all the men that grew up, you know, that's, and and again, I, I understand sort of the like uniqueness of my upbringing. But like, really, it wasn't until I got around people that wasn't from around here that I realized, like, man. But I went to Catholic school, right? So, like, my 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 classmates that came from very sort of stabilized middle class right. uh, neighborhoods. I, I knew, so I still knew early on, but that didn't come from around here. Like, because in my in my neighborhood, you know, all of my friends, parents, and all of my right, right, right. other <laughs> men in my life were involved yeah. in the lifestyle in some capacity. But what but but at the same time, I even within that though, I did know my dad was different, right? He had a different influence, a different impact, the way people responded to him um was different than right. <laughs> everybody else. So no I doubt. did know that. But as it relates yeah. to sort of um, seeing 
the 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 difference in like that he maybe you know <laughs> did something different than like the right, right. normal person you know yeah, yeah. um you know again we went to jail when i was nine but like my my sense of awareness was very heightened at a young age a very mature kid and like right. damn like yeah we everybody don't got like four or five different cars or like everybody parent and then you know also my parents my, my my parents had me my mom was 19 my father was 18. okay um and like at my school my my classmates their parents were a bit older than my parents right that was always something that sort of was like, mm, very, like right, right. to me you know you know what i'm okay, saying i got you and my parents were very, very so much younger than right. than like my classmates parents and yeah, just how how they showed up, you know, was different. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I think very early on though, I realized that like we were like um different than 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 a lot of people. You okay. know, even just how when we went places, right? right, how, right. Again, how people responded to us was different. You know what I'm saying? It's not a whole right. lot. I don't know what to compare it to, right? But like in that in that time, um in in our in the subculture that we come from, right. there was not a um you know, it wasn't too many people more more like notable or right. had more celebrity than them. You know what I'm right. saying? I don't know. We don't really got a reference for that in in today's world. I mean, it no would doubt. be sort of a, a, a you know, an athlete or an or artist, rapper, a rapper or, or something, something, right? Like right. That. But mm-hmm. then we didn't even have that. They right. were more they were more important than the, than the bullet. Or yeah, the red yeah, yeah, you know yeah. They were. I, 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 like, like I said, I, I, to I your point to how you frame yeah. your question, yeah. you know. That mm-hmm. those people were more important in that time in the in DC we grew up in than, than anybody that was on TV or anybody that played sports, you know. No doubt, no doubt. So look, yeah. I remember, like I said, um, you know, your father he was incarcerated, you know, like you said, um, in nineteen eighty nine. So talk about like what type of father was he? You know, I, I I've watched a lot of interviews with you. You know, I've done my research, my due diligence, but I feel mm-hmm. a lot of times people don't, you know, um. People, I, I don't hear. I don't hear a lot of people ask you that question because I, we see the relationship that you have with him, and we see this campaign that you have with him, which we go talk about later. But yeah. what type of father was he? You know, as far as yeah. you know, growing a very, up, yeah, a very hands-on, um, present, doting mm-hmm. father. I mean, I think for us to, for me to fight for him like I do. Um, you said we'll talk about that later, but it, like to to have to be able to survive 32 years of incarceration, yeah. that foundation had to be incredibly strong, right? And that ain't oh, no. just, you know, I think it's unfortunate though that like when you know somebody is labeled a, a drug dealer or whatever the right. case may be, and God forbid labeled a drug kingpin, mm-hmm. then any any other positive um, you know connotations go out the window. No so doubt. people just can't you know see that. But yeah, my dad was somebody who you know, um, did not have a father. Um, so I think that was very important to him to be uh, very involved um, in, in my life and to spend a, a whole lot of time with me and, and to groom me and raise me. Right. And, um, you know, that first nine years allowed for him to even do that from prison, you know what I mean? So, and even to this day, uh, you know, he's my, my my biggest fan, if you will, my, my advisor, my, uh, you know, um, you know, and, and, source of encouragement you know right. so on and so forth so yeah now like i said um you know now when he got incarcerated we talk about 1989 which is what we was that 30 32 years ago 32 now years ago. 
So talk about that. How impactful was that, you know, on, on, on the Lewis family? Because I, I, I believe you, 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 you're his only child, if I'm not mistaken. Only, only child, yeah. Me, him, my, neither my parents, I'm the only child, both of my parents, you know what I'm saying? I'm the only, only child. And um, it was, you know, life altering, uh, you know, incredibly traumatic. Um, everything changed, literally, yeah. uh, including my mother. You know, um, my mother's, you know, subsequently she would um, start to battle severe mental illness. I mean, something that, that, that I still deal with today, you know, with the irony that like he's still locked up and she's still going through that, you know what right. I'm saying? And so for a little boy um, who had two parents that were like, um, you know, uh, an abundance of love. Right, right. There, you know, yeah, yeah. have that just like turn upside down. Um, was um something that was like indescribable in so many ways, and also like not having any siblings, uh, there was no buffer. Like it, you know, I went right. through what they went through. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So let's talk about that a little bit because that 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 um when you when you mention your mother, that's um you know a lot of people may not know this about me, uh, but I I too you know my my mother just recently passed back in 2017, but I dealt with um, oh thank you brother. But I also dealt with um, my mother suffered from uh, paranoid schizophrenia my entire life. You know, yeah. I, I don't re recall when my mother was per se, you know, in her normal right mind. Was a great mother, was a great, the greatest mother on earth when she was on her medication. So, you know, I say that to say this, you know, how was it dealing with that? Not just the, the, the trauma of having your father removed from the household, but also having to deal uh, with the, uh, a mother that was, you know, uh, paranoid schizophrenic and was there any you know any uh body in the community that helped you you know filter through a lot of that you know yeah well i'm, I'm gonna start with your last question no mm. <laughs> but, but you know i had my grandmother <laughs> my um, man i hope that wasn't a loaded question man i know that's nah, a lot I, nah, 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 I, re I, re I respect that question bro I just okay. wanted, that's the easy that's the easy part of the question when you ask okay. was anybody in the community to help and mm. no but i i had my grandmother and and, and in many ways she had me you know what I'm saying? So that we like, we sort of tag team the situation. Um, okay. It was the, and it still is, and I ain't gonna say was, right? Because again, that's as, you know, we're talking about something that's like done with or, or over, and it's not like it, it's oh, the okay. most stressful, painful um, thing, the most helpless mm. feeling in the world. Um, you see my mom sort of digressing, you know, the different stints back and forth over St. Elizabeth through the years. and especially when I was younger, you know, and just not understanding, right? We live in a time where we're much more aware of mental, mental health, illness, yeah. right? Mental yeah. illness is, is much yeah. more, uh, it's less uh, stigmatized. We talk about it more, but in that time, you know, it wasn't. And it was like, you know, right. uh, uh, you know, nobody really knew what to call it. You had the shame piece. You had people That's who said, those, you need to go, go to the church, you know, yeah, whatever yeah, it yeah. was, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and like I said, like going to visit my mother uh, over St. Elizabeth was much more uh, uh, traumatic because it was unfamiliar than going right. to see my father in prison. Like I, I had never went to see him in prison. Right, right, right. Went, but I oh, no, I know. I, I, I know exactly because my, my mother was over there too back in yeah. like the, the mid, late 90s. So I, yeah, same here, man. Yeah, same yeah. Here. You know, at different points, you know, and, and, you know, it's like, you know, having them see your mother look at you and say you're not you and, 
you know, I had to some night sleep with my room uh, uh, barricaded so she went, you know, you just Bruh. never knew it was a lot. I know. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it's a very unique experience that if you have not went through it, and, if, and particularly when you're talking about not your aunt, not your uncle, not your cousin, we're talking about your mother, right? Your mother, so right, it's a right. whole other thing. Um, yeah, like, but clearly now, right, like even in my father's room, but now I'm a father, right? So I got two little girls that you know, you, you want them to have a relationship with their grandmother, but yet you can't control what could happen. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, it's my I, I couldn't even, I, I used to like want to have my, my, my two kids, I'm a father as well. And I, and, and just knowing because of, you know, my mother's condition, she, she's not even a position. My mother never even watched my children. Yeah, man. Same, yeah. So we're in the same boat, bro. yeah, yeah. brother. We're in the same exact boat. I cannot, that can't happen. And it's a, it's hard, like the even right. so many decisions that I gotta make that other people um have no idea. And then right. you know, then you also deal with like when people on the outside looking in and they don't they don't understand, yeah, yeah. right? Because their lens and I respect yeah, yeah, yeah. their lens is just from like how they look at their mother, or if right, you right. can't imagine if your mother was in that position because she's right, not right. yeah, because yeah. it's not like you're not talking to somebody that's always in like a rational state. Mm -hmm. And so I can't, I would never put, I can't put my, my children in that situation. Then some things that like, you know, as, as what it happened to me, like I had to deal with it because she's my mother, but like, it's things you can't unsee or unhear. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And. Do you um, think yeah, a lot well, of this, that, I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, no, nah, I was just going to say, no, nah, no worries. I'm just saying, you know, with, with all that being said, it's just something that, um, you know, it's, it's the hand I've been dealt and I, you know, right. gotta yeah. deal with it. Yeah. You think, you know, not to stay on this topic too long, we got we got some other things to cover. But, you know, do you think a lot uh, that that um, that that was triggered by the incarceration of your father? Because, you know, from what I've learned about in regard to my mother, you know, my mother had a brother that killed himself back in 1977. And then she had a husband that died like two years prior to that. So mm -hmm. I never I never got the mother that everybody used to talk about hey, oh grace was this and this so you know do you rem like wh what was it like you know prior you know yeah to that just in, in a little detail i know you i know you nah, yeah you like know? my mom my mom man i think i think you know as i i think it's actually a great question because i think about that a lot and you know i think the stability that like my father's success bought right. financially and all that like it was it was a, it was enough to like mad some of this, but I think some of it was already there. It wasn't like, but right. obviously him going to jail was like destroyed, broke the camel's back, mm -hmm. if you will. Right. But not only that, right shortly after he got incarcerated, we got carjacked, and like that was like, you know, because um, it solidified all that paranoia, right? That right. already pre-existed, and then his lifestyle would would attribute a certain right. level. Of, a paranoia, you know right. what I'm saying? Right. Uh, but you know, once once he went to prison, and then we got carjacked, and then our whole lifestyle was just different. We back around the way, like we just different. And um, I think all those things combined, you know, um, it really pushed it over the top. But I I don't I don't. It was you know as I think back on things that predated his incarceration, and the way things that she would do or say to me or whatever the case may be. Um, you know, some of those things were there, but I mean, you know, the love she showed me, the attention, the, you know, a lot of uh, my ability to dream and, um, right. you know, my, my, as, what I was as a student, you know, all that stuff is directly related to 
how she raised me, you know what I'm saying? That's what's up. Yeah, man. But yeah, uh, yeah. you know, things, things, things definitely um, you know, went on a downward spiral, you right. know, after after he went in for sure. Mm -hmm. So look, let's let's move forward a little bit. So now I know you end up going to Gonzaga. You were you up there when, when Alvin Brown was up there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alvin yeah. Brown, yeah, yeah, ahead of me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, man, man that, that was that was my man. So anyway, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. So like, so talk about like you know, because the, the the neighborhood that you grew up that you grew up in, you know, Hanover Place. Um, you know, the neighborhood school was Dunbar. So you know, yeah. what was that transition like? You know, because I I had no idea that you went to a private school up until like maybe yeah. ten years ago. So yeah, so sure. what was that transition going? From you know whatever school you I don't know what school you went to like prior to yeah, that. Yeah, but I ain't, I always went. I ain't never go to public school though. Oh shit! But, yeah, I ain't never go to public school. You know, what I'm saying? I went to Catholic school my whole life. Okay, you know what I mean, yeah. So, so and, talk, um, talk talk about that. Was what yeah, was? I couldn't go to public school. I mean, I could have, I guess, but you know what I'm saying. Like, you know, for early okay. on, like yeah. you know, it was reasons why I went to. So that I, makes I, sense. You know, makes sense. I get. I get. Yeah. It. I get it. But 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 the trend. Did, but at the same time, you know, I ain't go to no. My 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 cap my my elementary, or you know element K through eighth grade wasn't like Gonzaga. You know what I'm saying? Wasn't no white people at my school. You know what I'm saying? And, and then the the neighbor, you know, like you said, like the neighborhood I live in, in yeah. in Gonzaga, three blocks from my house, but it's a world away. You know? In yeah, terms yeah, of yeah. You had, I remember I remember back then, and it, you know you had Sersum quarters, you had Temple uh, Temple courts. Yeah. 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 So it was it was it was, it was crazy. I always uh, like that that uh. The fact that Gonzaga was like that close to all of that, man, you know. Yeah, but I, but but yeah, still, man. most people in in in, in in that area went to Dunbar. So yeah, because I, I didn't even know it was crazy. It's like I I literally took my I remember my orientation. I ain't never I didn't even know Gonzaga was. This is the crazy part. <laughs> nah, I promise you, man. That's that crazy. Even, I ain't even like being yeah. funny. Matter of fact, you know, it's wild because part of like my mother's situation, mm -hmm. um contributed to me going there because like it, it, a rational person it wouldn't even be considered because we couldn't right. pay for the shit right we couldn't afford it right so right. it's like you know um my grand we struggling to even pay my tuition at my See, I, I didn't want to get in I didn't I didn't want to ask it, get into all of that man but I, I I'm not gonna lie that I, I did I did think about that like that's that's interesting man like right. how were you able to you know but, but to, I remember I remember um you know when you were in eighth grade in Calvary school you know, you gotta you they pick ask you, you know, where you wanna go, you gotta pick right. two schools or whatever. Uh -huh. And I remember uh a nun in my school named Sister Cooper was telling my mother, right, you know, that that like the math or Carl or McNamara, like she was like those things might those schools might not be challenging enough for me. And she was like, St. Albans or Gonzaga probably would be you know, mm -hmm. the two most expensive joints in the month. But of right. course, God bless her, so she don't know what's <laughs> up. And she don't even, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I remember, and that's where they, you know, that's where they apply. Because I'm trying to go mm -hmm. to Dunbar, to your point. I'm going to Dunn, like all the homies. And I'm I'm happy about that, too. And I wind up getting in Gonzaga. I got in both of them. We wind up, I wind up going to Gonzaga, right? Okay. And I, like I was saying. So, so you, got it, you, you got into St. Albans as well? I got in both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got in both. Yeah, I got in both. And um, I remember going to orientation. And, and we going down there. I'm saying, no, this jump right down the street. I had no idea, like crazy. I'm doing my life, and then, <laughs> but what was wild was the lack of preparation. Like everybody who was there had yeah. went to summer school. They do like this summer, this pre-program. 
So again, I'm coming in, Joan. All man, the wildest part about Gonzaga was to me was the black dudes that went there because I never met black dudes that had that came from the type of communities or that type right. of stability, right? Right. Right. So to see black guys that that had had grew up with the white boys that had grew up or living in their neighborhoods, you know right. what I'm saying? It right, wasn't right. a lot of us, period, right? It was right, some classes. Right. I was the only black dude. So it might be two of us in a class, you know what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. but but still, just to sort of see that, but to have that experience early on, like from 14 years old, uh, really did so much to prepare me for the rest of the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, no um, but I hated it initially, bro. Like it was tough. It, was, <laughs> it took me like three years now, nah, for real. It took me a long time, right? Because it was just nobody there like me. Yeah. And so you had, yeah. oh, you, had you said like an Al Brown or something. They they play sports though. I ain't. You got to think on. I ain't. I ain't play no sports. I ain't yeah, do no extra. Yeah. I ain't do none of that. And yeah. I really was from the street. You feel what I'm saying? Not just like that's the, my father, whatever. That's his. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Hanover, Hanover, Hanover was still wild as shit back then. Yeah. First, that's how the, yeah. way, the whole neighborhood, like yeah. the whole anywhere around here. You look, if you stand in our neighborhood and you look, you know, seven block radius, north, south, east, or west. Yeah. Oh, I, I remember. And I would I would not say this like this ain't sticking my this is the reality of nah, nah, no doubt. and I was outside, you know what I'm saying? Like anybody mm -hmm. who grew up in this this neighborhood to take right. that and and you know, um and to be trying to academically, bro, Gonzaga is not a joke. Right. That, yeah, yeah, talk about right. that, man. Cause you know, like I said, you know, you end up going to you know UDC, but what what you know how what like motivated you? You know what inspires you during this I time, man. Die, Holmes. Like, listen, <laughs> I don't know. It just because really there's so like, many obstacles, man, that you had. To, you know, and that's one of the things that really stand out to me about your story. Because everywhere that you turned, it, 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 it seemed like there's obstacles, man. But how were you able to persevere and and and, and pierce through all that? all the bullshit. Praise the God, man. That's all I can equate it to, bro. Because it really was like it wasn't even like I wasn't trying, like. My grand, I wanted to make my grandmother proud. I wanted to make my father proud. I even my mother. I wanted to make. I want you know what I'm saying like I always. They set the standard for me, you know, right. the love and respect I had for them, you know. But at the same time, you know, man, I'm I'm from around here like that. It yeah, wasn't yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. It wasn't no blueprint. It wasn't no. I couldn't come in the house and get no help with my homework. You know what I'm saying? Like I really, I don't talk, I don't get a chance to talk about this enough. But like I really was up against uh, uh almost insurmounting and not to mention at that same time my homies did we you know we beefing and all that around here yeah, like yeah. it was serious business, <laughs> serious business yeah, like yeah. for real and yeah. i gotta go down there and compete with them on that level where yeah. you know i made it through the one thing about that once and, and they don't even know they don't even know like the shit like you, yeah they don't got a clue they don't have a clue yeah. like for real they don't have a clue you understand what I'm saying? Well, I'm going to funerals and shit, then I'm coming. So y'all don't even understand. People be shooting at us. You know like what a, I special, mean? a special type of individual, man. To, to, yeah, <laughs> that's well, all I, I gotta say, man. Yeah, man. Like, and and I really did that. Like, and my and not only that. Like, in the sense that my father locked up three thousand miles away, you know, serving life here in California. My mother right. back and forth over St. Elizabeth. Like, I'm done with this shit every single right, right. day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then gotta go down there and compete too, because that's what that joint is. It's competitive. It ain't right. they not holding your hand like yeah, they yeah. sink or swim. Um, yeah. but when I but when I ran that gauntlet, 
you know, uh, and I and I finished. I ain't want to do. That's why you know, even like college, you know what I'm saying. I ain't, you know what I mean. I ain't. I went. I applied to Howard, and that was it. That was because this girl I was dealing with at the time. You know what I'm saying. And I got into Howard, and I I went to orientation with Howard, and then just didn't go back. You know what I'm saying. Uh, wind up taking like a, you know a year off, just running around and okay. in the streets. You know what I mean. Yeah. And then I wind up going to, enrolling in UDC. Yeah, you magnum, magnum cum laude, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Once I got up there, you know, yeah. I always a good student, though. You feel what I'm saying? Always, um, and, and but simultaneously, I got a job doing, uh, uh, like peer to peer. Okay. What now we call violence interruption, but I was like a junior role leader, mm-hmm. um, and that that really was saved my life for real. So would would you say like, you know, would you say like around that time, like is that when you know like this pivot as far as you know what you you know what the direction that you uh decided to go it started it started around that time what what led to that you know like so you know a to- friend of my yeah a friend of my uncle and my father he worked for fox and rec uh okay. fat, fat rob man okay. and he was like man listen your grandmother they want man because i'm i'm just hanging out you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. all type of rumors flying you know what i'm saying about what i'm doing who yeah. i got doing what for me you know, it's just a lot all right you know some of it true, some of it's not, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> For real. Yeah. And my grandmother, she was like, you know, Fat Rob will get you a job or whatever. I'm like, all right, cool. And I mean, okay. him had a had a real good relationship anyway, you know what I'm saying? So And you at this time you at UDC, right? Nah, I ain't at UDC, yeah. It's like right at the same well, this is all happening at the same time. Okay. The job and UDC happened like at the same time. Oh, okay. Okay. Basically, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I'm like 1920 when this happened. Okay. And um, yeah, and but I got a job, and then I like fell in love with the work. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And what and what that did though, that also made school start to make sense. And you know what's crazy about UDC, and I don't know if it's like that now, but at that time, it was a lot of um, you know, older people going back to school because right, right. they went into the workforce early, um, and they was hitting the ceiling because they didn't have a degree, right? Right. And so a lot of them poured into me just as simply as saying a young you because I was like the only person college age in a lot of my classes. Right. And they would be like, man, you know, traditional college age, you mm-hmm. know. And he's like, man, get it now. You know what I'm saying? So they was making yeah, that make yeah. sense. But then the work the one I was, you know, I was doing a little part-time thing with the violence interruption, outreach work, whatever. And um it, it started to make things make sense. But the whole time, like I still don't have no ask. This was crazy. I still didn't have no aspirations. Wow. I'm just around. I'm I'm gambling every day. I'm running around. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm doing. And I'm like, but I'm just making my grandmother happy. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Um, but just like bit by bit, I sort of I was falling more in love with the work, and then um, then I almost got caught up in this federal indictment, and then that was like the joint that sort of like mm. light bulb. You know what I mean? Just from me being the people I was being around. Right. You know, I almost got knocked off and it was like, damn, like I really and that's how I sort of like pulled myself into the work. And that's where yeah. I feel like I feel like things started sort of like okay. um, really started to accelerate, you know what I mean? And you know, we look up, took me, you yeah. know, four years or whatever, I wanna graduate right. from UDC. Yeah. Yeah, to see the reason like, you know, I asked that because uh, you know, outside looking in, man, it would look like, you know, this was always your aspiration from from yeah, nah, not at you all. Know, <laughs> uh, well, nah, see, 
see the one thing about my life, man, I never, you know, I never had the luxury or the privilege of of of, of forecasting or planning. Right. It's just not. It's just not something that I had the luxury of doing. Right. And you know, I've really been just going along, just really following my heart, yeah. like mm. up until this point. Like now, I'm in a position now where I'm just like maybe the last, you know, three four years where I'm really, you know. Uh, starting to be more strategic and intentional and planning and all. I never lied. I didn't have that skill set because I couldn't. You man, know, that's, I was, that's I'm crazy. trying to get through the minutes, man. For real, though. Like, I'm trying to get through the minutes every single day. Like, it really, and that's just not that. You, 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 you're doing a hell of a job. You're doing a hell of a job of, of you know, um, displaying that, man, because you, you do it, you, you do that shit, what they say, effortlessly. So, effortless, yeah, effortless I appreciate man. That, man. Appreciate and, um, that, man. You know, my introduction to you was, um, you know, through my brother. Now, I, I know you dealt with probably like thousands of individuals, so you may not remember. He, he said you used to call him Tree. His name was Mashan. But yeah, um, I know Mashan. Yeah, Mashan was in my class. He was one of my uh, one of my students. Shit, oh man. shit! He said you may not even remember him. He was like, man, yeah. don't even ask. He said, don't even ask. I was like, yeah, I'm. I, I, I said I'm gonna ask him anyway, man, because I remember when he was coming out of DC jail. Yeah. And um, I was just yeah, moving was back home from Atlanta. Yeah. So you remember? So you remember? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember him for sure. Yeah, so yeah, that was my introduction. Y'all looking like a little straight up. Yeah, you that man like six, six, five, man. Yeah. So, yeah. um, but he was telling me about this program that he was in called Project Empowerment. Project so, Empowerment. Yeah. you know, tell me about you know how did you get involved in that that program, and, and are you still involved in that? Yeah. So, so when I was doing the roving leader work, um, I got introduced to. <laughs> Uh, Project Power was hiring, um, uh, you know, which is the Department of Employment Services. Right. And so, you know, this lady who was a member of this little committee I was on, I uh, thought that I would be a good fit. So she introduced mm -hmm. me, you know, to the people that I got in. I got an interview and they hired me. Um, and uh, I was 25 when I started working over there. And, um, <laughs> you know, though I thought that uh, the work I was doing as a role yeah. leader doing outreach was like, I thought that was my calling. When I started doing reentry work, it was right. just different. It really, you know, and I was the young, I was young. It wasn't, and, they, you know, see, and that's why I'm laughing. Like, you probably wonder, like, what, what are you laughing about? See, that, I literally, I was just talking to my brother earlier, and, and please don't forget your train of thoughts. I want to I wanna nah, just interject cool, yeah, for a second. Sure. I was just talking to my brother maybe like a couple of hours ago before this interview, and he was telling me, he was like, yeah, man. He was like, uh, Tony was like 25 years old, but he was like, he was like teaching grown-ass men that was coming home. He was like, man, he all, he has this like this God-given innate ability, man. Like it's 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 this intangible that you just have, man. But he he, he was wow. he would tell me that was one of the things that stood out about you for being yeah. being so young. He he said twenty five. That was yeah. the age he was that's he crazy. mentioned. So, but because, go ahead real quick. Nah, <laughs> that's deep, man. Because <laughs> for real though, I'm saying, and in that time, just if I, I don't know how much time we got, but I don't mean to be long winded. But I think nah, nah, take your time. What's, what's important about that is that like for real. I was 25. First of all, the average age of participant was like 37, right? That was the average age of the person in the class. Man. But but on top of that, that was the <laughs> average age. But you had people like 55, 60. You had people yeah. that watched me grow up. I'm yeah. 25. Yeah. And, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, you tell so me like, about that too. For real. I'm talking about yeah. and I'm talking about people just coming home from doing some 20s, 30 yeah. years in prison at that time, right? This 05. 06, 07, you know, during that time or whatever. Yeah, and um, yeah. you know, and, and it's crazy because like 
you know, but 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 part of it was, you know, and I, and I, again, like you, it's like that certain that it thing, like something you can't put your finger on. Yeah, man. Like, I think I think what was the most important to people was that people know that like I was serious, like, and I was unwavering, and I I was it was genuine. I cared, like right. I really cared about what happened to them, and when they learn more about who I was right. and, and, and where I came from. Right. And so for me to be in that position, it, it really right, spoke right. volumes to yeah, them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then right. every time you turn, like it might be not everybody in the class, but it probably somebody in the class, like, nah, that's my man, or that's my little homie, or I know right. his father, I know his right, uncle. Right, I know. Right. So like it really solidified my message, right? Like, so it, mm, I wasn't fact. no random guy who would just- Right, 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 right. Like it's a job, you know what I'm saying? So um and and then like but so i remember at first i was like what they call a job coach and and then they started putting me in the classroom and then okay. like it really took a whole different trajectory once i mm. got in the classroom because like i people would come to the program wanting to be in my class because the word would like spread up you right right you need oh to yeah he told me that too he told me that too but like or but the beauty of it for me was always like sometimes though when I, I look up and then it might be somebody even my age or a little younger than me in the class. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying. And so there's nothing was like my delivery was different too. Like we might be in there listening, you know, Jay Z or watching <laughs> like all this sort of outside yeah, the yeah, box yeah. type stuff. You was kind of like you was kind of like you know was able to bridge the gap. Yeah, I was a tw- you know bridge the gap. You yeah, know what I'm saying? <laughs> no I pun intended. Really, no pun intended. Like I really yeah. was a like a tweener, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I was connecting, you know, and really what, what, what I didn't understand then that I understand now was like, and to your other question, I don't work at Project Empowerment no more, but I, I, I absolutely work with Project Empowerment um, and the people there, DOS and, you know, uh, people like Charles Jones. Now we, we I work hand in hand with them in, in the work. Ms. Hughes, you know, she, she's still a bit, Ms. Hughes? Yeah, Dr. Moore's Hughes, she's yeah, the director. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's okay. the director of, of, of DOS. Yeah, absolutely, man. Good people, man. Um, and being able to, uh, you know, the Project Empowerment, I feel like it's the most uh, important program there no is. Doubt. Man, I'm, let me say this real quick, uh, Tony, because I remember, like I said, when my brother came home, this is around 06, 07. Yeah. It seemed like, man, I remember he was telling me, he was like, man, I don't know if I can do this shit, man. This shit hard. They, they, is is you know I, I it's it's hard, but I fuck with you know, uh, Mr. Lewis, man. I I I rock with Tony, man. And he was telling me, man, like the dude. He was telling me, and I had no idea who you was. I know who your father was, but he was telling me, you know, like that was the incentive for him staying. You know, what I'm saying I don't remember how long he stayed and all that or whatever. Yeah. But um, yeah. let me say this: that was like the pivot in my brother's life, man. And it yeah. seemed like since then, he just been on a straight and narrow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He, you know, he's yeah. he has. I don't want to put my brother Benes out there like that, but he, uh, you know, what I'm saying he got in a little trouble, whatever. But he, starting at that point in his life, man, he rebounded and he has never looked back. Just just bought a house, um, you know, working, doing good, good, you know. Man. Yeah, I know, yeah. Like, and I, I think sometimes, it started right then. It started then. And and, and like, man, and like when people. Some people wonder, like, about sort of, uh, like, you know, why, like, how my influence, you know, is what it is, right? And, and, you know, a lot of times people who only know a person from, 
you know, through social media, you know, they always right. equate it to like that kind of stuff. But like, right. um, like it's that though, bro. It it, yeah. it it's like these 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 bonds that got created with people, real people, in a right. real way that people actually took the information, um, you know what I mean, and in that connection and, and ran with it. You know what I mean? I can't even describe them saying people like your brother and, and some of your people. They don't, I don't know if they know what they did for my life, you know, and in the same way, right? Because it it really, you know, even at that point, I still didn't have things figured out. Mm. But but when you start to see, like, man, you you can have an impact on somebody. Right. You know what I mean? It started it started to really make you more cognizant of the steps you you taking and who you around and you know what i mean it really helped again save my life you know what i'm saying right. as we yeah. poured it wasn't just that it, it wasn't one way in terms right. of like as i was pouring into them they don't even know they was pouring back into me by by, by by letting what i was sharing resonate and and, and moving their lives forward it's like oh mm. you know what i'm saying so wow. yeah man I'm, I'm i'm eternally grateful man so and thank you for sharing that though but like it you know i see people yeah, he said, you, day, he, said you, he was like man you may he's like man he, he said man you know what he might not even remember me man i said because yeah, he, he deal with so many but you huh? see what i say i don't take none of that like yo yeah, yeah. chance encounters you see when you say what you say you see what i said yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't be i don't it ain't because yeah. it ain't it ain't that for me i didn't but to that to his point i didn't dealt with thousands of people bro my wife said that like how, the, how you remember everybody and even if i don't you know what I'm saying? i don't be forgetting people like that. you got a, you got a memory like an elephant man yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true though man but it's like but those exchanges right yeah it's really that personal for me you know what I'm saying? It ain't it ain't just like oh here you go another group. You know what yeah. I mean? Here go another guy. Yeah, that here stood out, group. man. I, that stood out because he. I'm like, man. I'm like, you only a year a year older than me. So I'm like, man. How's how's a young brother? I never heard of anything like that. A young brother running a program like that. That was like the first time, to my knowledge, of anybody being involved in something like that. So you know, right then and there, man. That's when I became. I hate to use this 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 term fan, but that's when I became a, a supporter of you know everything tony lewis jr man it, that's when it started right there mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah them days that's really my uh you know the rolling leader stuff and then project empowerment you know and at that time too when i was there um the american gangster the the, the, the rayful american gangster came and out cornell jones and the cornell jones yeah, came yeah, out in yeah. 08 you know all that was mm -hmm. my time damn that, that was that long ago out. Yeah, man. Yeah. Hey, where the yeah. time go, man? It yeah, seemed like yesterday. I'm trying to tell you, man. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. But that's when sort of my uh more people like a lot of times I look at the work we do and mm. you know, working with the population that we serve, even to this mm. day, it's like yeah. it be yeah. it was clandestine. Like the broader community ain't really care or know yeah. about, yeah. you know, yeah. that work. So yeah. them them programs actually help people to see like that it was work being done. And, and reentry again, criminal justice reform, all that stuff is. A Let's thing, get into man. that. Hold on, we got back then. Yeah, we that, that, that thing back then. You feel it what wasn't, we were it doing the work, but it right. wasn't no thing. You feel yeah. me? It wasn't nobody was checking for that. No, that, that's a fact. Then. That is a fact. So let, let's get into that. that. That segue into my um the next topic, man. Um, you know, this last topic that's been huge the past de like you said, the past uh decade or so, uh social justice reform. So what would you say to those who are like losing hope in, in a lot of these bills getting passed? Because, you know, I, I know recently, you know, you had the prison, uh, uh, Jerry Mandarin's uh, uh, bill, the sentence modification, the drug free zones. Uh, those bills were passed. 
But then you had bad, uh, bills like the recreational uh, marijuana bill, the compassionate parole bill. Those bills didn't get passed. So, you know, talk a little bit about that. What's some of the improvements that you have seen? And, and what do you think, like, you know, some of the things that we can um, some of the things that would help us move move uh, forward? You know? Oh man, that's a, that's a, that's. A, I know that's, that's another loaded question. question. <laughs> but I mean, I would tell people, listen, man, like, listen, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You gotta keep fighting, keep yeah. plugging away. I mean, we've made right. progress. You know what I'm right. saying? We made a ton of a shit ton of progress. You know, um, but again, um, you know, it, it, it's more work to be done. And, no. and you can't get satisfied. I think what people got to understand though, in this work, though, too, especially with the advent of, uh, you know, social media mm -hmm. and, and, and things of that nature, is that people got to understand that the work still got to be done in person. That's you know, and I think I think a lot of times people think you get enough traction if things go viral, that's the answer. Things, is, things has changed. Yeah. They looked at no. it like, oh, everything has changed. Everything, yeah. everything good now. So now what happens is that that's the goal versus actually the, the, the important like touching people one-on-one -on -one, touching people in their space in their community and doing it consistently uh i think that the school of activism that i come from that was the most important thing not not what you see in, you know in your device that you hold in your hand um and so i think if we get back to doing more things and doing community building and organizing um, we can get all that stuff passed, you know what I'm saying? But it's going to take that. And again, right. people got to come out to the polls. Um, people got to lobby. Uh, people got to, you know, I think also too, man, people got to run for office. I mean, like, like people got to, people got to get involved. Uh, right. it, it can't just expect change without yeah. you putting the work in, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. you got to understand that also, cause that's on the other side of the coin, people that, if, if, if there is somebody who, if it's like a, uh, an opposing team to these things, right, right. they're putting in that work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're out yeah, in their community. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You don't see it because you're not in the community. Or you don't, but they're doing the things exactly. to help offset. We, we, you know what I'm saying? So I think people got to understand that. Uh, but we got so much more more work to do. Um, right. I'm, I'm, you know, locally and nationally. You and know nationally. what I'm saying? But I think we're in a we're in a, in a good space. We just got to keep plugging along, man. Keep pushing, trying to move the needle. See, the reason why I asked that, because I remember, you know, I was watching a, um, an interview with you and you brought up, I don't remember who it was with, but it was a great, uh, it, it, it was a great topic and it, it, and it was related to what we're talking about now. But, you know, a lot of these, um, a lot, a lot of uh, these uh, legislations and, and things of that nature, you know, and laws or what have you, they're, it's kind of like it's incentivized for them to keep things the way that they are. And I remember you bringing that up. So, you know, um, you know, cause I remember you saying like a lot of the prison beds, like the, they, they need to be filled. And, and that also affects like the justice system and how police do their job. So what I'm saying is yeah. there's an incentive to keep the things, the, the you know, the status quo is what I'm basically yeah. saying. Yeah. You're not sure. Let's talk about that a little bit. It is though. I mean, you got to think. Particularly, I think in that what you reference in is particularly we were talking about like private prisons. There um, we go. Which which is a very small percentage of the prisons, but in the same at least private prisons, you know, the contract said that they had that be ninety percent filled, and so on the back end, you know, the police had to you know lock people up so that they could go to these places. But just in general, um, we are within a system, right? So 
one thing mm. feeds the other. That's a, that's um, a you know what I mean? One thing feeds the other. And, you know, we're we talking about uh, if you look at where prisons are, you know what I'm saying? When you look at the type of communities that prisons are in. Rural areas. At, yeah, absolutely, right? Rural areas where, in a lot of cases, there used to be something else there. Whether it was a coal mine, whether mm. it was a, a steel mill, whether it was a factory, right? right? And so when those things left, you know Place, what I mean? You kind of like replaced that, that economy. I mean, it didn't kind of. You know? It ain't kind to of do it. It did <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, you no. know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, it's very interesting how, you know, uh, you know, this whole our the justice system as it exists today um, has created a, a, a economic opportunities for one group of people, and then there's another group of people that feeds it. You know what I'm saying? So, mm. you know, and even yeah, if you look yeah. at even the place like Washington, where. Um, you know, I mean, 95% of the people that are incarcerated in the city look like you and I, 95%. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And once upon a time in the D.C. we grew up in, that wasn't so crazy mm. because it was, you know, I don't know, 70% of people that lived here looked like you and I. Right, right. But now you look 45% of people black. And, yeah. and the reality of it, even with that, right, the reality of that, probably 25% of that are native black. And 90, that ninety-five percent of the people incarcerated, that ain't all blacks. Oh That's yeah, blacks yeah. from DC. Right, right, right. Do, do you know what I'm saying? Nah, you know, that's you know, totally, that's totally. Twenty-five percent of the population rep. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? No, nah, because they just had a, they just had a you know like a recent poll where they said like um, only 40 percent of the African uh, of DC population is African American compared to when we was younger. I believe it was like roughly like 75 yeah, percent. That, that's what I'm saying. It's about it's about 45 percent yeah. that African American, right? But yeah. out of that 45 percent, only probably 25 percent or 20 percent of that is native. And mm. what I'm saying, the 95 percent of the people that's locked up, that's na that's native blacks. That ain't all black. So maybe only 20 percent of the D uh of the uh district of Columbia population rep uh is responsible mm. for 95 percent. Of the prison population, you know, what I'm saying? the same thing with victims yeah. of, of uh, homicide victims. Mm -hmm. Ninety-five percent of that African American, you know what I'm saying. So, but when you look at unemployment, you look at homelessness, you look at food insecurity, uh, any of the things that we, you know, right. any of the ills, right, is represented almost totally that, by exactly. You know what I'm saying, and mm -hmm. so that's where the work got to be done. I mean, um, we got to. $18 billion budget in the city. You know, uh, everybody else is, 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 is economically, even our Brown brothers and sisters are doing incredibly well in this city. Um, and so we got work to do, you know, to fill in the gaps, right. to, to ensure that access to opportunity is there for everybody. You know what I mean? Cause I don't think none of us can be okay with the current state of things as it relates to black native dc uh, right. uh residents man you know what i'm saying so um you know that was our whole push about dc native day and all that 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 our the people from here become more centered um mm -hmm. in in how things are unfolding and and yeah. the key to the key to peace and the key to safe public safety all that is 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 through economics you know what i mean so what would you say to you know a lot of people who you know who who Say that this gentrification of uh you know Washington D.C. is a good thing. You know what was what what would you you know what would is there any pushback like from 
your perspective because uh, I, you know I, I notice a lot has changed the past 15 20 years and some there's no, pros no. and cons there's pros yeah. and cons but I, I would say you know it in my opinion you matter of fact I, w- I would rather hear your opinion you know I, I'm curious to see how, how you feel because just even in your neighborhood when I just drove by you know Hanover in North Carolina I'm like wow this looks totally different from yeah. When I used to walk down here to go to the KFC over there by um, North Capitol, Florida, Avenue. Florida, Florida Avenue. I used to work at, yeah. work at a McDonald's when I was like 15. Oh, okay. so, yeah. So, so, yeah, so just talk about that, the, 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 the gentrification in D.C. And, you know, how do you feel about that? Yeah, well, one, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how <laughs> I feel about it. I just know that it's something that, you know, it ain't no going back, right? So for me... Uh, and as a leader, I feel like my 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 responsibility has been trying to figure out again how do we foster more inclusion? Because I like, like I'm not mad at it. Right. Only I'm mad at only because we ain't included in it. Exactly. Like, you exactly. What I'm saying? And That's so, the only problem I have with it. Yeah, like erasure. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be necessary for us to be erased for development to happen, right? right. And I think the push has been you know to remove us. In our um, culture. Yeah, in our culture. Like you can't it, that's the part that I have an incredible, you know, issue with. Um, you know, and but in but I feel like it's also a golden opportunity for us to or people that come from where we come from to get a slice of the pie. You no know doubt. what I'm saying? Yeah, but yeah. We, but that that's not just gonna trickle down, right? That has to be again, it has to be intentional, right? You gotta want people to be a part of the progress. Um and you gotta you gotta plan for that, right? You got to really build people into the process in order for that to happen. And that has not happened enough yet. You know, um, I hope that, you know, we've, we've made a, uh, enough noise, enough alliances, enough relationships where we starting to see that more. And I've seen evidence right. of that, but um, we got to be bold. You know what I'm saying? We got to be bold. There's no way that, you know, uh, uh, people that are getting born and raised here, Feel like they in a nightmare and people from all over the world flock here and chase their dreams like it just makes no sense yeah, and so yeah. i'm not mad at those people for right. doing that but I, I i do feel like the homegrown folks should have a shot at those as similar opportunities um and, and right and it's going to take uh probably a little more work to make that happen right. but i think right. that is worth that investment because if we invest in people the way we've invested in infrastructure um it only can help all of us right like, mm. like you got more people, you create more taxpayers, you 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 create safer communities, and, and you know people gotta understand something that whatever you hear about how DC was or you know the times when, but it was a reason. It wasn't just because, right? Yeah, it, it was, was a it lack was, of it, it was by it was design. A lack of opportunity. It was a lack of opportunity <laughs> then. Yeah, you yeah, know what I'm saying. And yeah. then that's why you still you see murders in the city up 25. percent So, but it's only happening to us. But that. That the population where you see these murders and this violence, it's the same thing. People right. that are in low income communities, people exactly. that do not have access to opportunities so like right. You, know I mean? yeah, you ain't yeah. never you ain't never gonna see no 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 peaceful poor community. And and especially now where you can look across the street and see affluence and wealth. What do you think I'm supposed to do? I look, you know what I'm saying? Like I right, don't know right. what people think. You know what I mean? You think I don't I, want that. Poverty, I remember you once saying, like, there's never been a, you're never going to have unity when you have poverty and, okay. and prosperity. You know, they, 
they can't coexist. They can't coexist. Isn't that you just show me where? I tell people all the time, show me in the history of humanity, right? Where? Yeah. Yeah. Where that exists. And you also are not gonna see a situation too. I think we've we've done a lot of trying to like save children, you know? And and I which I'm all for, right? But like right. show me where you save kids without saving adults. That's show a fact. Me. Yeah. Show me. Yeah. Show me yeah. where the adults, the adults perish. And the children do amazing. Just show me where that happened in large numbers. That's the impossibility. Nah, that's, 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 that's true. <laughs> you know I, re I realize that, yeah. But we yeah. want to build, we're going to do all that. We're going to build a pretty school. We're going we gonna to do the break, all that. But that don't, we got to we gotta build community. We got to build family. You feel what I'm saying? So like, exactly. But, but, but why I'm hopeful, though, again, with a city with almost 18, close to $18 billion budget, um, you know, obviously we need the private sector to be more open to hiring. People that have been formerly incarcerated, so on and so forth. But we now have uh, the ability to really invest in people. And I, and I hope we're getting it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that's there's some accountability on us, too, to like people to right. make better decisions. Mm -hmm. But when that hope is there, when I know that I can do something different, you know what I mean? Right. That changes the way I see myself and see my role in this. So right. hopefully we'll get there. How, you know, like how, how is it, you know, these past, you know, 10, 15 years, you know, how has it been like galvanizing like the community, you know, how it feel like, is, is there ever like pressure or stress to, to, to continue this thing? You know, is that, cause there's a lot of weight on you, brother. Like when, every time I turn around, you're, 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 you're out here, you know, advocating something, you know, um, that's conducive for our people, that's conducive for our community. And I'm like, man, even you know, for a brother, you're not, I mean, we, we pretty much the same age, but I'm like, man, that's a lot. I, I look at it like, man, that's, that's a lot of weight on a brother's shoulders. So does it ever get stressful just knowing that you have this, you know, this, this torch, you know, this, this load to carry and, and, you know, so much going on, you know? Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. And then like, it's, it's even more like in terms of what I, what I don't get a chance to talk about in terms of like the weight on me and like really dealing in life and death, you know? So what I what's my work? I work in life and death, and uh, people depending on you and needing you to 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 come to the rescue every day. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, you know, yeah. also trying to be a uh, you know the best husband and father that I can be. Oh, yeah, we don't factor um, that. We don't factor that part. There's <laughs> a lot. There's yeah, a lot, yeah. man. But I've but I've learned also that I know that I I only can do what I can do, man. You know what I mean? I How do you balance that? <laughs> like that's a that's a. I, I, hold on, hold on, hold on. Slow down. <laughs> I gotta ask that, man. I gotta, I gotta ask because I see oh, I follow man. you on Instagram, and I'm like, man, you got a beautiful family, by the way. Thank you. Bro. And and I'm like, man, how do you balance that? You know, being a community activist and having you know two small uh, 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 daughters, you know, a wife, and just the pressure of just advocating for all these things for our people, man. Like, yeah. I don't, you don't see that that often from. <laughs> In, you know, individuals today, you just don't like. Yeah, you got. I just I've learned that you gotta, you know, prioritize your family. Um, and again, man, you gotta do what you can and be be okay with like yo, you know, I, I gave one hundred ten percent. I did this. I did that. But also, I think you know, being able to help empower others is like you know they can take some of the load too, right? And, right. and there's a joy in that, like seeing guy other people. You know, be able to take some of the weight, you know, and, yeah, and, yeah. and playing a role in helping them, you know, evolve. And, you know, because that's important, too. I think too, too many times I think people want to be the only one and all that. And I'm not one of the people like 
um, y'all can share, y'all can have some of this. Where, where, where do you get that from, though, man? Like, <laughs> you know? like, but, but where do you get that from? Because I noticed, man, like, you really out here networking. Like, it's so many people. You have so many different relationships. And, you know, even I'm starting to see, like, you know, you talk more about, you know, galvanizing and putting and, and putting things together as far as us starting to have relationships with the business community but it's like you're you're in so many different pockets within the city yeah. How, where, where does that come from like i don't know <laughs> i just you know just being able to understanding the importance of relationships yeah. um you know and being it mean it had you know uh once upon a time i wouldn't build relationships you know so me too just grow continue to grow as a person um, you know, personally and professionally, right. understanding that you know we can't do it alone, and uh, you know, but I think a lot of my relationships too develop really real organically too, right? So what it what it allows though is is is, is like that these relationships, these alliances are real. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? No doubt, because no, no, they're no not doubt. they're not based on nothing that's fake or or that's you know it's something that's actually real and real relationships. Right. Um, and I and I think you attract who you are. You know, no um, yeah. and so your when your energy good, you know, people you'll find your tribe or people will find you. People will seek fact, you out, man. you know, yeah, and just yeah. just not like especially here know. in this city, man. Like you, yeah, <laughs> you can't, you can't, you 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 can't, uh, you can't be fraudulent and, and nobody going to, you nah, know, what I mean? it's too small, like, too small. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And and I think though, like for me, um, you know. Understanding none of this is ever this always been about helping the people for real though. So I, I think that's you know, I've been in this stuff 21 years at this point, man. You know, um, yeah. and, and I, I think what people respect about me really is just like it's never about me, really. You know, yeah. I'm always trying to do something to help us, you know. Right. Again, it's not about being perfect, you know, it ain't about that. Right. I'm just saying right. that, like, honestly, it's never for me, it's really right, all right. people see that, you right, know, people right. see that, you know. Uh, and, and again, I, I look forward to, to to creating more relationships, and you know, uh, you know, it's been cool. I, I've also had a a national impact on a lot of these issues too. Oh, we bought this. So we bought this. <laughs> so Every time you like mention something, it's a good segue. <laughs> man, I swear, man. This <laughs> every time you mention something, that is is, is that's like, it's always like the segue to what I'm about to talk about now. So. I want to talk about this book. You know, you just recently released um, back in 2015, 2016, A Slug, A Boy's Life in a Mass Age of Incarceration. And I've read the book. I own the book. New York Times bestseller. So talk about the motivation behind this book, which I heard you feel it should be a requirement, a required reading. And, and talk about some of the challenges getting this book released, because I think a lot of people don't know the backstory of this book. Yeah, man. I mean, it was really uh, I, I kind of the motivation to write it came from just like with your like the type of exchanges I had uh, in classes, like the one your brother was in, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, me being able to sort of reach people that nobody else could reach, you know, um, and understanding that, like, yeah, that was like kind of uncanny and unique, and I felt like my message. To those people all over the country, need I, I felt like only way I could do that because they ain't come into Project Empowerment or to right, a program right, right. I'm yeah, a part yeah. of or whatever uh-huh. that I wanted to package that up. Um, but then the other part of it too was like this immense survivor's guilt that I always, you know, dealt with. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, and really asking the question, like, how did how did how did this happen? You know what I'm saying? Like, how did I get here? You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, so sort of the combination of the two, and I uh, wrote the book. 
uh, between 2012 and 2013. You know, the book and my my oldest girl, they like twins, really, because both they kind of came into the world at the same time. Okay. Um, but I didn't release the book until 2015 because I was shopping it for two years trying to get it published. You know what I'm saying? And I kept getting denied. Like you know what I mean? Like you know, people people just you know at that time, you know, being black, trying to uh, get get book published, you're not famous. Right. Yeah, you don't understand yeah. your reach. You know whatever. So yeah, yeah. The, the, the publishing houses told me no, man. It was crazy. It was crazy. Crazy. Yeah, because I, I I remember when 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 it, when the book finally got released, man. I was I was so I was so proud of you, brother, because I was like, man, this is I, I feel like this is going to put some eyes on our city, man. As far as you know, being able to um, having more people be able to see a lot of the issues that we go through, yeah. and I lo I love how in the book how you tackle a lot of the things that I feel like a lot of even um, community leaders, e even in the city, I don't feel like they have been able to get that message out the way that you did with this book in my opinion yeah no nah, i appreciate that and I, I think i agree with you you know what i'm saying but it's just because like real man i think i think initially too a lot of people thought the book was gonna be about uh, how much cocaine my father sold it's just right, right. you know what i mean nah, nah, it's, it's not even yeah 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 it's not even about that but it's not at all yeah yeah i just thought that that was you know what people expected but like and people see and again it's my story but it ain't it ain't just my story. It's our story. Our story, no doubt. Yes, yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's our yeah. story. And so um, I think that's why it's been so well received in the range of the book. Like it ain't, it's for, you know, if you're from a community like mine or not, it might even be right. more for somebody who ain't from a community like ours that can really, again, it's going to teach, educate you about the humanity that exists where we from. And, and, and like the and in the, the barriers that exist that ain't got nothing to do with us mm. in terms of us becoming who we who we what our what our what we potentially could become, but it's so many systemic things built in and what it what does it really take to survive here? You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, right. And, and and like, but with people not really understanding fully, um, what I had to endure and go through, and, and for somebody to understand that like. Some things in your life may not get better, right? Right. But you have to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You yeah, gotta get yeah. better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, in in yeah. spite of, you know. Uh and and I got I've been just um, you know, overwhelmed by, you know, uh the, the response to the book, you know, over these last six years and all all the students, you know, all the schools, all the colleges, you know, I've been able to just touch and yeah. you know, interface with and you know, hearing so many young people talk about, I'm going through this now, and why I did, you know. Yeah, thing, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's been beautiful, man. It's just, you know, it's just something I, I can't even describe how proud I am of, of that. You know what I mean? Nah, thank you, brother. Thank you so much for, for that book, man. And everybody who's who's watching this, you know, you guys, please get this book. I know it's on most, um, you know, streaming uh platforms. I know yeah, it's like on Amazon, yeah. but, but get books, all that. Yeah, yeah get that, man. It's it's a it's a great read. It's it's, yeah. it's definitely. And I think I'm a, I'm gonna do an audio book. I'm trying to the book. The book came out on July 31st, 2015. Mm -hmm. And my co-author Kevin Reesman talking. He keeps saying, "Man, do the audio book. Do the audio book." To you. Oh so shit! I, think, I thought you had one. I thought the audio nah, book was on the other. No, no, man. So I, I I'm gonna try. To, uh, <laughs> I would have thought you had one for this. Yeah, man, I should, yeah. but I, I, you know, I think though that's what I'm gonna do uh, soon. I've been meaning to do it. Uh, okay. I'm. I was just talking to my man yesterday about. Uh, I mean, not yesterday, Friday about booking some studio time. 
because I'm, mm. I'm about to make sure I get that get that done. You know what I'm saying? No but um, yeah, it's a special, and I ain't gonna lie, man. Like I'm biased as hell, right? But you know, uh, <laughs> Slug is a special book, man. Like for real, I didn't is, Slug is a special book, and, it, yeah, and my yeah. my life is very unique. Um, but this this book deeper than just like you know, it's not like your typical memoir. Like you know, what right. I mean, you want you gonna learn something, you gonna be inspired, you gonna be empowered. If you, it, it, it's gonna hit you. Like it, I don't care. I'm talking about the whole range of people. You can name yeah, somebody, yeah. and when they read it this, covers man, a lot. It, it, yeah, it, it covers sure. a lot. It reminds me when I was a kid. It was this book I read when I was probably like 14, 15 Called makes me want to holler about Nathan McCall. Yeah, Nathan McCall. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah and it, you know, I appreciate that. Yeah, so I, I hit when when I hear you know I talk to a lot of young kids, man, and when I hear them talk about that book. It's the same response that I had when I read that book. You yeah, know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah right. man. So the, it's, yeah, that's it's real, it's, bro. And when you yeah. them young as them youngers be like, man, you know, page this, you said, I'm, yeah, that, and that's what I'm talking. Like, really they be telling me, joint. they like, be they telling really me, like, read. yeah, you you remember this? Uh, did you read this right here? And you read this right here? And I'm like, damn, they are really reading the book. And these yeah. kids, people be saying, don't read. You feel what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah they, but they read something about them. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. like they read something that grab them, like when they reading that, mm-hmm. you know, and and then I. But it's also kids in Chicago, kids in Miami, kids in yeah, New Orleans, you know, New York City, wherever I've been around, yeah. you know, you know. So again, man, that's um, yeah, it's just, I'm super proud of Slug, yeah. and subsequently I did a life guide too. So it's like a um, you know, where, where youngers get an opportunity, sort of uh, almost write their own book, you know. Um, okay. Yeah, from like a social emotional learning standpoint, it's really really cool to watch that that part of it too. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm okay. grateful. I'm let's grateful. So let's fast forward. So I want to get. I want to save this. I save this for. You know, I'm, I want to hope. I want to wrap you up too much longer, man. But we gotta finally talk about the free Tony Lou, the free Tony Lewis Senior Movement. You know, I want to know like, and this is my question I have before I even um go continue. Like, how has it been, you know, like, you know, with your father being incarcerated for 32 years, like, how have you not allowed his incarceration to prevent you from having a relationship with him? Because I I know it has been strained. And, you know, when did you realize, like, you know what, I need to start advocating uh, for this. You know, I need to really start advocating for this because this is something that affects me directly, you know? Yeah, I mean... Uh man, you know, uh, first of all, like, just like I was alluding to earlier, like our relationship, you know, the, the prison can 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 sever the most sacred bonds, man. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? I'm talking about across the board. And so um, I'm grateful to God that we've been able to maintain the relationship that we have. Uh, right. But it take, it, it's taking, we got to fight every day to maintain, you know, that, that bond in this, mm. in this very unnatural situation. Um, but with that being said, it's like, uh, you know, the free whole free Tony Lewis piece. Um, I mean, we talked about the Cornell, uh, Jones, American Gangster yeah. that happened in 08. I got a free Tony Lewis t-shirt on then. So this, yeah, yeah. You know, I need, I need, I need to, I need to grab one of those. I need to get, yeah, I need to get one sure. of those, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the whole, the whole, that was, yeah. you know, that was 13 years ago. Mm-hmm. The whole, the whole point has always been that. You know, not my dad, no political prisoner, or my father was innocent, right? But that the time his sentence outweighs his crime. You know what I mean? There's no way he should be sentenced 
to death, basically, right? Life without parole, I mean, he has to die in prison. It's no way, right? So, when it was, so at this point, 32 years in, we had a new administration coming in. Um, I just felt like the time was right for us to intensify because we've been we've been pushing this forever, but to intensify it, mm. we did this amazing rally on April 10th. Um, that so many I was there. showed up for it was I incredible, was um, yeah. mind blowing in terms of the support. Um, you know, to really say it was not just me, but it's a community of people, right, that's willing to be here to receive him and support his reentry. Um, he's not a risk to public safety at all. He actually the asset coming back to the community. And we've demonstrated that, you know, because in terms of all the work that we've done over the last 15 years, uh, you know, to help other inmates, to help their families going inside, right. doing uh, uh, anti-violence, PSAs, like all this stuff, all this redemptive and restorative work that we've done to show not only his rehabilitation, but really like the impact he and I can have together and making DC a safer, a safer place. And so at this point, man, it's just time we feel for him to come home, but at the oh. same time, not just him, but is 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 is, is you know, it's tens of thousands of American families all across this country uh, that's in a similar situation where their their family members are victims of war and drugs, and they need to be reunited. They didn't pay their oh, debt no. to society. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? They ain't a get out of jail free card. They didn't pay right. their debt. Come yeah, on, man. Yeah. 30, Thirty-two years for nonviolent offense. Somebody who ain't never been to prison before that. Somebody mm-hmm. went to prison at twenty-six years old. You know what I'm saying? That's another thing. You know, I'm looking I'm 41 and my father was 26 years old when he went to prison, man. Yeah, yeah. He's 26. You know what I'm saying? And he he been. So you know what, what what you know what I find funny about that? You know, not funny, but what I find very ironic about your your, your father's uh his his case and that that whole that whole entire situation because it's almost it's, it's I'm not gonna say almost, but the government played a part as far as funding. The, yeah, the, the, we, the the we, war we this, this 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 so-called yeah, war on yeah. drugs it's almost like you want to give me the, the give me the guns and drugs to sell yeah. and then you're going to hold me liable for something that you brought into the country and i'm yeah. just like yeah, for a 26 year old whatever he did was for this little period of time we exactly. talk about maybe four or five years i, I don't know but but he should have to pay for the rest of his I mean, life for that. Years not enough, exactly. Not, and then, and then, and then those like, players, those people, ain't none, none of them get held accountable. All the cocaine and the drugs that was coming to this country, we know that that exactly. that's the role. But we know that that's not even like uh, innuendo at this point, right? Exactly. And so, so the whole the whole point is like, and and, and even even the, these mandatory minimums, you know, these these uh, they politicize a lot of this stuff that. People trying to stay in office, and our president was somebody who was, you know, one of the architects of a lot of these, uh, the 1986 crime bill, the 94 crime bill. And so it's like that's why I felt like it was time. Not to mention, too, my father is the only person that's still incarcerated or still serving time on yeah, their yeah, case talk, for yeah, their talk case. about that because it was like yeah. from what from what I've read, it I believe it was like 20, 29. It was a 29 people conspiracy, yeah. and out of those 29 people, um, I think like 27 of those people have been released. One of them is 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 um I believe it's it's got, got a sentence reduction. There you go. And you know your father's the only one left. Like, why do you think that is? Why do you think they making it so hard for him? Do you think it's personal? Like, what's what's the deal with this this entire situation? Because it's weird to me. I don't get it. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think I think what it all boils down to is, you know, uh, he was considered a partner 
So uh, uh, in in the conspiracy, right? Not a not somebody who was uh, he was held. He was said they say he was equally culpable for the conspiracy. Uh, the other twenty seven people work for the head of the conspiracy, basically. Um, and then the, the person who was the, the quote unquote head of the conspiracy um, became you know he the one who got the sentence reduction. He got you know because of his cooperation with the government. So um, I mean that's pretty much where we are. Uh, that you know, that's that's the that's our reality, and and, and you know, it, it's a lot of reforms that's been passed, but it's all a lot of it's up to the uh, the, what they call judicial discretion, so it's up to the judge. And so, hopefully, yeah. the judges see things more favorably this time. Uh, we just filed a motion, uh, for sentence reduction. Um, you know, I'm asking everybody to keep you know, prayers up, yeah. and then if not that, then hopefully, clemency, uh. The Biden administration did say they're gonna do a clemency program in 2022. So right. um I'm 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 hopeful. I'm hopeful yeah. now and I think I've been and it, and again it, it's just time, even without all the restorative things my dad had done and all that. 32 years, man. Like, what else you want? Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. About that. And I think sometimes the relationship that we have, and I think people it, it's easy for people to sort of like forget or or they don't get the impact of that. Like, when I say you've been in prison 32 years, I, I want people to really ask you, like, do you know anybody been locked up 32 years? Like, really, when you really think about it, like, have yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been locked up um, more than half his life. Like, a lot of people, I don't think we realize how young, yeah. how young he was. And like, he was only 24, 25 years old. Yeah, yeah, that's 20, crazy. He was, he was, he was 26. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's young, he man. Just he's still been in jail. He's been in jail six more. He just spent six more years in jail than he spent in freedom. You know what I'm saying? Like, for real. And, I, and I don't believe, and, and, and I know for a fact, his impact, whatever they may thought they may think or thought it was, it, it was not worthy of yeah, 32 it. it's years. Not, it's not, it's not it's worthy of 32 years. You, you got, I mean, you know, again, in my work, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, I. I've dealt with people that, you know, done the most egregious crimes you could imagine. And they've been in my office. <laughs> you know, right. Some very so heinous like, shit. Yeah. yeah. So how, how does how does how does being a drug dealer trump you know any how does that become like the apex crime? You know what I mean? I think again, and this is not just about my father, but just in general, as a society, right. we might, I think we really yeah, gotta yeah. ask ourselves that question. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like that. Like when do, my, my my thing is like when does America pay for the crimes that they committed? You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like when are we go? When do you go turn the mirror around and look at yourself and realize like what role did you play in this? Because yeah. you know we have a lot of um young a lot of young African Americans um around that time are still incarcerated for for the same thing. Like it's not like you said it's not just about your father, but a lot lot of those um those are uh. Those bills that was passed back then, the lingering effects is is very prevalent on our community today. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like you know, in terms of rectifying a lot of that stuff, if we, if we you know, people went on record saying it was you got it wrong. Even the president, okay, well now yeah. get it right. Yeah. If you know, if you admit you get, and there shouldn't be no long drawn out process or make it know, happen. Or make it happen. Unlock the doors. The people have paid their debt to society, man. Give yeah. them people another opportunity. You know what I mean? Should nobody be getting no life? Yeah, life without parole. And they even had more uh, more conversations around ending the death penalty. So, like, if you you take away the federal death penalty, what what sins you think those people gonna have? Life. Life without parole. Life without parole. So you yeah. telling me that uh, somebody who sold drugs—that's the equivalent of somebody who was on death row. You got really thinking. You see what I'm saying? Like, it really—it doesn't even make sense. But when it's us, 
right? It makes sense, right? When it's yeah, black yeah, people, poor yeah, black yeah. people, it makes sense. So, you know, disenfranchised. Yeah, that's why the work yeah. continues, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, at the end yeah. of the day, the work continues. I'm not going uh rest until uh you know I, pops come home, man. You know, I, I can't accept that that him, yeah, you know, yeah. God would be, you know what I mean, you know, but he would pass in prison, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man, you know, yeah, yeah, for what nah, you don't deserve I mean, that. I, sal I salute you, know you for that for, for that right there alone, brother. I mean, I just know you know that has to be you know a weight that's very heavy on your shoulders, man. But like everything else, man, it seemed like man, you 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 seem to you know keep pushing, man. It's it's you 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 very unique, man, in the way to how you how do you deal with a lot, man. I don't think a lot of people realize and understand how many hats you're wearing. Yeah, I agree. I don't think they do even, man. But you know, I feel like uh, you know the, the creator, you know, they don't give us no more no more than what we can bear. Yeah, you right, know. Right. But it, but and I and I appreciate you acknowledging that though, man, because like it is a lot. <laughs> I ain't going. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot. <laughs> It's a yeah, lot, man. Yeah. There's a lot, but you know, uh, you know, the 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 when, when you see that what you're doing is impacting people's lives, man. You know, it make it worth it. You know, that's what the saying? incentive. Or when you share what you share with me, but like with bro, like stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't take that. In, you know, take that lightly, man. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. So, no doubt. Yeah. Well, look, it ain't before me, it's them. <laughs> you know, but. Yeah. Yeah. You just sometimes, but you gotta cut the light on in people. Sometimes, you feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You talking about holding the mirror? Sometimes it's just that's what I do. I'm yeah. just holding the mirror to yourself. Like, look at you, you're great. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's a fact. You're great. You hear me? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, look. Before we get out of here, I want I want to mention like I know that you you know you you have relation with a you know a lot of rappers such as you know like Wale, Pusha T, and you know what would you say to a lot of people that would blame a lot of the ills within our community? on the hip hop, uh, you know, on hip hop culture. You know, I hear, I've been hearing a little pushback, well, a lot of pushback on, on that lately. And I know you have some interesting things to say about that. So can I you expound a little bit on that? I just, they wouldn't, if it, if it ain't exist in reality, they couldn't rap about it. You know what I'm saying? They ain't making it up. They ain't making up the world. It's the world we live in. Now, yeah, some people, you know, glorify things that I feel like they shouldn't, but right. at the reality of it is that that's a re that's that's people's reality, mm -hmm. and so like any art, uh, we don't we don't hold movie makers to the same, you know, aesthetic. We don't, you know, what I'm saying same standard. We don't we don't hold, yeah. you know, what I'm saying with TV shows, and they do the same thing. They show even the news, right? right? Even the news, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. why why can't they have artistic freedom to to talk about you know the things that they see? Or things that they going through. Um, right. At the same time, yeah, it's some. They need it's, it's some more responsibility. Like they shouldn't. I don't believe in exploitation, um, on, on no level, right? Uh, mm -hmm. But I think I think it's unfair to to, to hold rappers. You know, my, like again, when you look at you know what was going on in this town, maybe say like my father and them, or whatever they was into, right? They was into right. Anita Baker and Keith Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? See, yeah. whether whether hip hop was yeah. again, because because even the generation, like you say, the generation before uh, your father was Cornell Jones, and that's the seventies. Yeah. So we talking about the OJ's yeah. and disco. OJ's and shit. And exactly. <laughs> so, so it was gonna happen. You know, was still the same. Yeah. The socioeconomic situation was still the same with all yeah. of them. And, exactly. and it is the same today. You feel that's what the comment. That's like, the common denominator. And that's the part people yeah. don't want to be to be real about. So that's miss me about about the music and all that. Now yeah. again, you know the music always has had a way 
you know, pop culture is America, right? He's always had right. a way of being influential and making certain things cool and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But the drugs and the guns and all that, that's dead. Yeah. Yeah. If I couldn't walk out my door and see it, then it wouldn't have such an impact. But it's already there. It's already there. The, the, they say, the um, brother put it there, you know what I'm saying? This, what they say, art imitates life. Yeah, art Im imitates life. And, and, and vice versa. And vice uh -huh. versa. And sometimes the lines get blurry, right? I'm not I'm a realist, right. but I think it's incredibly unfair to put all that responsibility um, at the feet of, 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 and also of young, typically young men that come from the same, like, it's not, it's not like if I'm talented, that don't right. mean that I don't need no guidance. And, and a lot of times yeah. that's what my relationship with these guys have been about, yeah. Yeah. you know, trying to build, you know, they, you know, consult with me and we talking like, you know, trying to give them something that they didn't have either. They just got a talent. Yeah. That don't mean yeah. that they should be the spokespeople for our community. I was just, that, I was just about to say. nobody to, you know, teach them nothing, you know? Right, I mean? right. It just, yeah. it's just unfortunate because we have so few leaders such as yourself that sometimes, man, this is what they left with. Uh, you know yeah. they left with these guys yeah. man and these guys you know and i I heard you mention this in, uh, in an interview one time but you know these guys have a huge platform and a voice so you know uh, the the youth they're gonna gravitate towards that yeah sure and but, but and they can start rapping about kumbaya and peace but if that youngin if it's still a war in his community, that's the rapper ain't. That's what some people act like. So they stop rapping about that stuff. Yeah. That changed the dynamic. Because even when we was younger, like I said, we, we we the same age. But I remember when we was younger, we had the public enemy. We had, yeah. you know, well, poor yeah, righteous teachers. Yeah, but that was the enemy. worst. That was the worst, sure, worst time. time. Yeah. Worst time. So, well, so, I mean, so stop. So stop. With nobody want to talk about that. That's why I can't hear that. That's why I yeah. can't hear that. Like, I'm not, come on, man. Yeah. Ain't nobody trying. It's not that simple. You right. know what I'm saying? It's not mm -hmm. that simple. I would I would like the opportunity, hopefully, to even, you know, just have some sit-downs with some of the more of these rap dudes and just talk yeah. to them. Not even like to be, you know what I mean? Because, again, that's not my reality. I'm not like, you know, it's got to, you know, it's about them giving them some space to grow and learn and evolve. Right, right. You know, you got Giannis coming straight out of the trenches. They get a hit record. So all of a sudden... You think they go just change like yeah. that? <laughs> yeah, that's why I really, I really got a lot of respect yeah. for the young uh, little baby, and you know, uh, you know, some of the records that he didn't made and what he doing. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like even even a young boy out here, I just met him recently, man. Um, no Savage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, and and, yeah. and you can say people can say this, that, and you know, but I've met the young brother. The brother got a good head on his shoulders, man. Like yeah. I'm, I'm gonna be, I'm real live, like. I'm telling you, like he, for him to be a young brother, you know what I'm saying, and and coming from where he come from, I still see the room for growth. We can't, we can't just, you know, um, just penalize these brothers as if yeah, like man, this is who they, they gonna be for they, the rest they, of their life. They youngins, man, you yeah. gotta get again. They, you know, they give got them a chance talent. to grow. You gotta give them a chance to grow, yeah. and evolve, and hopefully they just they don't crash before you know they get a chance to really fully blossom and that that just be my thing you know what I'm saying right. with a lot of them especially a lot of the little youngins here um for the first time for real you know this rap thing real for them like it really can change your life and the people around you but like you know a lot of this little community stuff that be going on yeah. you know I hope they can navigate and circumvent that stuff man so that they can really you know what I'm saying be who we want them to be right, you know what right. I'm saying and yeah, again yeah. they the rap can bring a real economic um uh, uh pathway for so many of these neighborhoods and so many of these younger guys uh they just gotta i, I hope they can they can see themselves in each other right. and understand that you can't be 
You know what I mean? We ain't the enemy, yeah. Holmes. You know That's what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. Look at Malcolm X, man. A lot of people, you know, I mean, if we would have, uh, uh, you know, we would have judged him by, you know, what he was early in his career, you would have never had this, yeah. you know, this icon, that, you know. Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to tell you. There's a lot of so, us, man. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You got to give them, you got to get them, get them, get them, get them a chance. But they just, for real though, with these youngins, the one thing I get nervous about with them, you know, it's just everything go to the gun so fast, man, with these yeah. young dudes, yeah. man. You know, and to in the framing of how they see themselves and how they see peace, like get some sucker shit or, you know, the value of life and, you know, um, that, that kind of these distortions. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And then you, I, but I see them also a lot of these guys, I see them off if it's an unfortunate occurrence and then I see them on the other side. In, you know, in prison or whatever, and then it ain't, you know, it all makes sense then, but it's too late. But you think a lot of that stems from just not having, you know, like proper guidance, like having to having, you know, male um, figures yeah. in, in, in the home, because I, I'm gonna be I, honest, like, I, you know, I work for Metro and I and mm-hmm. I talk with, you know, when I deal with like a lot of the young brothers that will come on the bus and act simple or whatever, and you know, right. Right. I'm gonna be honest. I don't have a lot of it. When I talk to them like young men and not trying to son them or just what I'm trying to say is if you talk to these young brothers with respect and they and they see that you a man of respect and, and you coming at them genuine and sincere. My experience has, man, it's been, you know, it's been it's, it's, it's been a very productive experience. And I say that to say this, like a lot of times. You know, we don't have that in the households. Yeah. We don't have brothers. We don't have enough brothers like yourself in our community. So do you feel like if we had more of that, you know, you would see a lot of these behavior, a lot of this behavior from a lot of the youth and particularly the young bo- uh, the young boys. It, it would you know, you wouldn't see that as much as a lot of the gunplay and stuff like that. What, what you think about yeah. that? Yeah, I, I mean, I think, you know, it ain't. It, it, I, I can't even put a, uh, you know, um, a measurement on the importance of the presence of, you know, fathers or productive, positive men. I think right. it absolutely has an impact um, on on behavior, on emotion, on trauma. All of those things right. that really be those are really the, the the things that really lead to a lot of the gun violence. Um, at the same time, I think for some of our young men, it's important that they some of them got people trying to talk to them. You know what I mean? They gotta listen though, right? So, right, right. so you know that's important. I ain't saying all of them. Like, let me, and let me make this disclaimer one more time. Like, I'm not saying every young young brother is willing to hear, but I'm just saying, like, for the most part, I noticed. No, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, I, I, it, no, I totally ahead. agree with that. And and to my point though, I'm, I'm actually making the same point that a lot of them, you know, reach. I mean, look, I mean, you know, we talk. I, that's what I do. Yeah, I, I was just about to you know, just about to get to same, that. But you know, at, at the same time, it's about um, you know, you gotta also be conditioned to listen, right? You understand? So if you ain't had nobody around to listen to, it's gonna be hard for you to just turn around as soon as somebody, a positive right, brother, right, say right. something to you for you. You know what I'm saying? Right, because yeah. you haven't had that in to your you haven't had that your life, your whole life, and now yeah, you're a man, yeah. a young man, but you still you're a man now this dude talk, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and so yeah. Yeah, it's really about, you know, people being able and even but the whole tie into the whole conversation, this really has been the impact of all of these elongated prison sentences, all this premature death. So this is why these men aren't there to do that. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Right, because, right. Right. So yeah, man, I, I think um, but that's why I always try to tell people, please 
Don't write these youngins off. Don't talk about they don't want it. Don't. You can't say that because that's not true mm-hmm. for all of them. Some of them definitely will listen. But yeah. also it's about I might see you one time. But what about, you know, I, you know, what about who going to be there consistently to pour? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and that's, that's what I'm saying. saying. Like when I talk to them, like when I'm out here or whatever, out here in the streets or whatever, when I talk to them, the reception in my, you know, in, 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 in my space it be positive for the most part. Now, what they do when they leave me, it's a whole nother story. But my, my thing is like you, I'm just trying to plant the seed and hopefully I can say I can, I can, I can get one. I can reach one of them. And, you know, from, from my experience, you know, and I'm not nowhere near the community activists that you are. Let's make that clear. But I've had young brothers that, that came back to me, have emailed me, have, you know, that I've given my number to and, and said, man, thank you for, for saying, Certain, you know, yeah, but I do, and I get, and I get that from brothers I, like you, you know, brothers I like you inspire me. Bus, or I want to drive this train or whatever, like yeah, man. Like I had a brother. I, I was, I remember one time when I, when I first got on with Metro, maybe this probably maybe my third year, and I remember I was at uh, Minnesota Avenue Station, like right over there by Pro- Project Empowerment, yeah. and I was, I was just standing outside on my layover, and a young brother, you know, just judging him by the way he looked, you would have never looked like he's the type of uh, young young brother to approach uh, somebody, but he just came over and just saw me. Just in, me in my uniform was like, "Man, I appreciate you, you know, for what you represent." And he was like, "Man, I never seen anything like nope." He said, "I never seen anything like you as far as like how you deal with the passages and things." Because I I be talking to the young boys, like I, I literally go, I literally talk to them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know, so he it was just something that was different from him. And I just say that to say this. I feel like a lot of us, we need more people like yourself as far as just reaching out and just, you know, being able to, to, to talk to these young brothers and sisters because it's, they want, they want, they want, their ears is open for the most part. Yeah. You may not be able to reach them all, but, uh, you know, just knowing the work that you've put in, you are a testament to the, the, the you know, you are, you are a testament to, you know, that, that work being, you know, being, being received. Let's put it like yeah, that. For sure. And not and you know, my, my whole thing has been to uh not just talk to them, but also to have um something for them, right? Like to set them on their way to be able to really pursue whatever career or, or business opportunity, you know right. what I'm saying? And, and 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 um yeah, man, I think that's the way. And it's been so many people that really have, you know, taken me up on that offer, if you will, you know, and, and not look back. So we just gotta again. We gotta we can't. We gotta be unrelenting. You know what I'm saying? We gotta love. You right. know, uh, love this this issue, these problems away. They our people. They us. You know, I see it's one of the other like you, me. So I ain't gonna never look at you crazy. You know what I'm saying? And, but because I also I'm trying to stop you from where I know you going though. That's the biggest thing. You know right. what I mean? Because once once you get there, whether it's the cemetery or prison, I can we can't do nothing for you. Right. right you know what I right. mean? It's too late. Yeah, yeah. So. Trying to avoid that. And I see a lot of these young on the other side, and it'd be different. It'd be mm. different. You know what I'm saying? It'd be different. You know, uh, you know, and so like we don't want to see them in that in that situation because this is that's talent wasted. You know what I'm saying? Our community, we need them to be the best that they can be. You know what I'm saying? As, mm. as, a, as a parent, my babies, they ain't gonna look up to me. My baby, I need my babies. Look, you know what I'm saying? They gonna right. look up to them. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So that's yeah, man, is that is that serious? You know what I'm saying? I want my family. I want my friends. I want I want to live in a safe community, safe city. You know what I mean? Because, you know, and that's the thing, too, because 
any of us can be a victim, you know, when all this, when this madness be going on and the stuff is just becoming even more indiscriminate, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So it's like, you know, um, yeah, we got, we got, we got some work to do. Yeah, man. Well, look, uh, Tony, man, I appreciate you being on the platform before we go out of here, man. Yeah, um, man. Where could they find you at on social media? You know, I know you got the petition um, going on, yeah, still going on uh, right now. Sure. And uh, website, but, merch, you know, things yeah, of that nature. On all platforms, Mr. Tony Lewis Jr., MR, Tony Lewis, JR, freetonylewis.com. You know, uh, you can sign a petition there. You can cop the merch. Um, yeah, man, just, you know, I'm always doing something. Follow me. Yeah. Keep up. Pull up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh Shout out to my homegirl Angel. Her birthday was the other day, and uh, okay. her and I, uh, you know, check her out at the Spice Suite. Her and I, we, we got, you know, we doing the DC and nothing. Um, you know, uh, 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 we got a lot of stuff coming up. You know, with with, with the DC and nothing brand. Uh, mm. I'm excited about what we about to do. Uh, we working on something major, and if we can pull mm. this off, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be a paradigm shift, particularly for those mm. that are. Uh, returning to to the community from incarceration, so um, stay tuned for that. Right. Do as much we yeah. we can to make okay. sure that people are seen as citizens, bro. Like mm-hmm. and get their fully full rights restored and everything. Like I don't think right. there's no real way for people to really do it the right way without having access to be able to work where they want, live where they want. Right. Right. You know, had the same opportunities as everybody else. Mm-hmm. And once you mm-hmm. serve your debt, once you serve your time, you pay your debt to society. I think it's unfair for people to have to continue to be basically no. discriminated against you know what i'm saying so yeah all right all right so when, when when everything said and done man what you want to be remembered for tony man somebody that gave a fuck you know what i'm saying like ultimately like really somebody who cared about his people and, and did everything he could to no to doubt. support you know his people man that's what i want my legacy to be no doubt no doubt well look you have the one and only tony lewis jr thank you thank you so much brother for stopping by I cannot wait to just see more things that you have going on in this community. I'm glad the word is getting up, uh, get, getting around about all your, um, you know, all the, all the things that you have uh, contributed to our community, man. Thank you so much, brother. Thank you, brother. Peace and love, man. Take it easy. All right, you take care. Have a good night, bro.